Heidelberg deal some late drama to keep their title chase alive. Pasco Vale anchor themselves to the bottom in certain relegation form. Melbourne Knights prepare for their FFA Cup fixture by getting beaten by Kingston City. And Branson thinks GoldenEye is about a philanthropic art dealer. Ladies and gentlemen, it's episode 26 of the Semi-Pro Potty. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 26 of the Semi-Pro Potty. I am your host this week and every other week, William Chambers. And joining me to my left is my best mate, great fella, Branson Gibson. How are you? I'm doing well, Will. How are you, mate? Pretty bloody good. Pretty, Pretty bloody, bloody good. good. Do you know what I am good about this week? That's not the best sentence I've ever said. <laughs> what? We sound normal. Do we? Yeah. Well, you've been working very hard to make us sound normal yes. after the uh, unknown issues that made Ladies us sound Ladies and gentlemen, it's weird. been a two dark, week, two dark weeks of technical issues, so apologies for the poor quality. Look, we're going to be making some changes, making some improvements, um, so hopefully we'll start getting some more consistent, better sound quality. For those of you who tuned out, I totally understand, but welcome back to a better sounding and, you know, the content will still be lacking, but it yeah, will probably. at least sound a bit better. Hard to argue with that, mate. Excellent. Now, before we jump into the bumper week of football that we had on offer, let's jump into our favourite segment, Kit Bag, because it's a little bit of a spicy Kit Bag segment this week. Well, it is. There's a definite theme going on for this week's segment. So, what are you wearing, mate? Because you've got a an interesting combination there. Yeah, I kind of feel like some of those pricks in 2006 who wore a half-Italian... Half Socceroos jersey to the, uh, the what was it, round of 16 clash. Um, I am wearing an Adelaide United jersey. Yep. Unsurprising. Look, it's the classic red with the massive IGA, but it does have that beautiful A-League Champions badge on it. Yep. Um, so the season after we won the grand final. Um, and it makes makes sense that you're wearing it. Totally. You know, FFA, FFA Cup. Cup. Yep. Exactly. Living in Melbourne now. Adelaide's uh, Game out at uh, Melbourne Knights. Yes. This Wednesday. Um, but it's also a little bit cold. You know, we're still in winter. Yep. And so I thought, I need a little bit more warmth. Yeah. I mean, as nice as the mood in your bedroom is with the candles and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've put on a beanie. You have? Melbourne Knights beanie. Yeah. Interesting combination. Love the beanie. It's a great beanie. It is. Will it's, agree. It's like a it's like a lighthouse of Croatia. You know? <laughs> I'm quite tall, so you just see me through a crowd and you're like, mm, Croatia. Interesting. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'm, um, I'm on the fence because I don't really know who to go for in this game because there's a lot of me that always wants the MPL team to go through. So there's more MPL Victoria teams in there, but... Bit of an underdog story as well. Yeah, but also very excited about Adelaide United. So I'm kind of hedging my bets. I don't know who I, I think when I get to the game, I'll probably know who I want to win, but yeah, at the moment I can't pick it. And as far as the kick that you're wearing goes, it is a nice one. I think you've worn it before, but it's a classic... Vintage yeah. Adelaide United kit. Hard to go wrong. Yeah, yeah. Macron. It's got a bit of red on it. Got a little bit of yellow on it. Got a bit of blue. Can't really, can't really screw that one up. No, not at all. But you have, and I think this is now three weeks in a row of Branson getting absolutely stellar kits <laughs> from op shops. What in, are you wearing, mate? Well, in blinding form. Well, I was at the op shop on Sydney Road, and I saw this, and I said, "Do you know what? It's going to fit in perfectly 
with this week's this week's theme, you know, FFA Cup, I have scored for a uh, a tasty three dollars an old Melbourne Knights kit. So it so is so good. It's so good. So it's uh, again, no idea, no idea what year it is. It does have a PS4 National Premier League badge so on it. Maybe so what, like two or three, fifteen or something. Yeah, yeah. But it's a an away Knights kit, all white. It's got a. You know the Knights badge, which I do rate. I and D on the front. Yeah. Pretty pretty basic kit. Uh, number two on the back, so I don't know who number two was Probably in the a central defender. Yeah, number two in the yeah. unknown Melbourne Knights year. But uh, I just saw it. Yeah, saw it at the op shop. Three dollars. I was like, do you know what? With the Knights playing Adelaide so United this week in the FFA Cup, and you yourself being an Adelaide man, I was like, let's uh, give this one a spin. Yeah, let's get it. Got to get it. So quite happy with it, to be honest. For $3, hard to go wrong. I love it. That's always been my dream of op shopping is to stumble upon an NPL Victoria jersey and you've done it. So I'm very jealous of you. You know I have a big penchant for Croatian teams. So that is one of the better kits in your kit selection, my friend. But we're not here exclusively to talk about kits. No. We could be, and we probably should be. One week, maybe, but not oh, this week. That'd be great. But maybe not this season week. review because there's only one game. We <laughs> do a review of all of our kits. Yep. Yeah, it could be good. Um, but- and all of the absolutely skewed polls that we had on Instagram because you keep vo- voting with multiple accounts. On That's them. false. It's not false. That's false. 100% Stats false. Do not lie, you're just, I think you're a bit bitter because even though I have now been banned from the semi pro potty Instagram <laughs> account, you're still not winning. So you thought that one vote would swing the tide, but it hasn't. But anyway. Again, absolutely everyone who votes in this, please understand a vote for me is not a vote for me. It's a vote not for Branson, who cares so much about the kit bag segment. Yeah, but, I, but he does it quite well. So. He does do it quite well. Points, points where it's due. Um, now, let's jump into some points where they are definitely due. I'm going to kick one off this week with a game. And it's controversial that I'm kicking off with this game because I have seen zero minutes of this game. And that's conspiracy theory. Makes it tricky to talk about the game that you haven't seen anything about. Yeah. But we do know what happens in it. We do know what happens in it. And it's Port Melbourne nil, Heidelberg 1. And that scoreline can play out a number of different ways. You can simply get, you know, a goal in the third minute and then just kind of knock it around and not really be too fast. Or you can be nil-nil at 90 minutes. Then Port Melbourne gear you to play a sent-off in 90 plus four. And then you, Heidelberg United, can score a goal in 90 plus seven from Cahill to win 1-0 at the pointy end of the season as we go into... A round where most teams have a bye. I think Heidelberg's the only team playing this weekend. Uh, yeah, Heidelberg and Oakley, yep. Massive, massive late goal for Heidelberg United this one, Branson. Well, well it's sort of a double-edged sword. So, huge result for Heidelberg. Talking about Port Melbourne, I think it officially eliminated them from the finals race. So, their season was done and dusted. We sort of suspected for a while that that would be the case, you know. A little bit too flawed, I, I thought. But for Heidelberg United, I mean, that is a huge win. I was at the uh, at the Avondale versus Altona Magic game, and so we sort of couldn't watch this Kept one. watching the score. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah. just checking the score. It was like nil all, nil all, nil all, you know, most of the game. You sort of mm. sit in there and you go, Avondale are in front, and you're going, gee whiz, if, if things stay the way they are, then this is going to be a huge result. Yes, and, and, and it looks like one of those ones. So I... I didn't see it live. I was out Saturday night and I was looking at it and I was on Sunday morning and I saw this as a 1-0 and I'm like, yeah, okay, Heidelberg probably scored this early on and they were done. Um, But look, it was one of those ones where 
at the end of the day, it is three massive points for Heidelberg. Yeah, huge. Looking past the drama of it all, we can't see it now. Apparently there was some fight or something, yeah. and they've probably taken the stream down. They seem to do that whenever there's a little bit of an altercation. Um, but, you know, it's a total knee-jerk reaction, because I'd actually love to see the last ten or so minutes of this game, because it sounded pretty hectic. Um, but in terms of the table, so where this is interesting now, and it leads into a game that you had a look at, Branson, that I sort of wanted to lead to, is Heidelberg United are now what? They, they've got a game in hand, and they're two points behind Avondale. Yes. So the game in hand gets played this Friday night. It's the only game of the round. So depending on how Heidelberg go with that, uh, it's against Oakley Cannons, yep. which are a very not beatable team. Um, it's it's just a mammoth. Like Heidelberg could go into the final two rounds, top or behind Avondale. Who they have to play next round? Yeah, well, a hundred percent. And the big thing that this does for Heidelberg is it keeps their destiny in their own hands. Because if they had drawn with Port Melbourne four points behind, you know, mm. a win against Oakley, mm-hmm. you know, even with if they were to get that result, they would still sort of be you know relying on beating Avondale. So at least at this way, if they do beat, well, I mean, so many, so many ifs so and buts, many, but they yeah. have they have a lot more control of their own destiny and shaping the season, and then. Yeah, it what all it leads, up, well all leads it, up to Avondale. It puts that ownership on Avondale now as well. Like, yep. So I remember when it was the end of the Premier League season last season, it was Liverpool and Man City just essentially not losing for like six months. And it was just like, whenever we would win, it was like, okay, cool, now Man City have to go win. Yeah, You know, like it, it kind of puts the onus on the next team to go, okay, now you go screw up. And then they don't, and then it kind yep. of goes on in perpetuity. But the match that of the weekend where this sort of had the most implication was Altona Magic Neil Avondale 2 and Bran we spoke about this last week and we were like this is such a critical three points for Avondale big 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 win for them yeah absolutely huge and I reckon in the context of their season so far it's probably their most important and I reckon their most impressive result this season just because of like all the stuff sort of to go with this game so the pressure pressure was on you know knowing they had to win knowing that Heidelberg could overtake them if they didn't the risk of dropping out of first spot for the first time this year mm-hmm. like it's uh, so late in the season well, exactly uh, they were also hit by illness before the game I think Liam Bolin and Stefan Zinni were meant to start and then ended up on the bench due to gastro so sort of backs Backs against the wall, and they put in a, a dominant performance, I thought. Uh, Jonathan Germano, uh, he had a penalty saved in in the fifth minute. Would have uh, given Avondale the perfect start to this one, uh, but it was well saved by Vidicarcus, who I think I've said that right. But yeah, I, we think were, so. I think we're getting there now. We're yeah, starting to get there with some of our... Yeah, we'll see how my pronunciation changes as we mention his name again, you know. Possibly. Uh, anyway, we, we're not getting much hate tweet anymore for it, no. so I feel like we're maybe getting there. All people are just not listening to us. You yeah. know, that's probably well, the other option. Well, funnily enough, the penalty was the best chance of the half, as you would uh, imagine. So, nil all at the break. Avondale, after the break, though, I thought they controlled the, the second half. Yusuf Ahmed scored to give them the lead, I think, about 15 minutes into the second half. Uh, Ahmed's playing really well on the tail end of the season. Yep, absolutely. And his goal wasn't as nice as the one last week. In terms of it wasn't a banger, <laughs> yeah, but it was, but it was, a, it was a great run through midfield, then a neat little one-two, and then he sort of lifted his shot over the keeper off the bar and in, and it was just a great finish. Sort of settled the nerves for Avondale. I think Katavian and Zakaya had good chances to add to the lead. 
after that, but both missed. In the end, it was Stefan Zinni who came on mm. as a sub, battling Gastro, uh, scored a rocket goal, uh, fighting off his Gastro at the near post. Just a classic Premier League-esque goal. We sort Which of dribbling me by fighting off Gastro at the near post because I feel like fighting off Gastro means he's maybe shot himself or something. <laughs> he might have. He might. Have. We don't. <laughs> we don't know. Shot celebra- one in the back of the net. <laughs> well, his celebration was a little bit tame, but you know. <laughs> I don't think it was feeling too flashed by the looks of things before the game. But anyway, scored a banger at the near post and Avondale 2-0 winners. So uh, the thing that I liked as well was I was really impressed by their defense. I thought they did a great Mm -hmm. job of limiting Altona's chances. I think the Magic only had four shots for the whole game. I only had one sort of real goal-scoring chance in the first half, which they didn't really take. They sort of fluffed up. So even then, I just thought... As far as Avondale's season goes, it was a huge result for them to get. And as we saw with Holderberg in the end getting over Port Melbourne, a vital one because if they'd uh, not come away with the goods there, then Holderberg could already have jumped them. So big result for Avondale. Uh, they'll have a week off now because of that catch-up yeah, round to and prepare. This, I think this comes at a right time for them. I think they are maybe limping into the final sort of like tail end of the season a bit. You know that that Oakley game took a lot out of them. Well, um, they've got they've got players coming back from injury. So yeah. Brandon Lundy, Lundy came back last week. I think they got Yitzay Towns and Phil Ricabane. Yeah, who will come back a in a couple off, of weeks. Yeah, I think a week off for them, an extra week in the gym. Um, you know, some recovery sessions, everything like that. I think, I think right now what they need is they need to just settle the ship a little bit before the run into the finals because. It's a baptism of fire the following week, which is Heidelberg away. And, and that's pretty much, we've said it for the last four or five episodes, that's going to decide who finishes top. Yeah, absolutely. So the question I have for you on this game, though, is out of 10, how impressive would you say this win is for Avondale? Sort of like taking into the context, mm. pressure was on, fighting injuries, suspension, illness, had to win, yeah. put in a strong performance like that. What would you rate it out of 10? I think it's a solid 8. Purely because of, I think, the stage that we're at in the season. Like, it's, I think it's an impressive win, but it's, again, not... I always just evaluate um, Avondale games against, you know, those silky starts at the start of the season where, you know, they were scoring early. They were just dominating teams. They were playing liquid football. And uh, so I'm always going to evaluate. The, the 10 is that. The 10 is if they had done that. And I think it was more of a gritty win. And we've often said that they don't really have grit. They did with style, though. You know, there's a little bit of, like, style to it. Like I said, um, Yusuf Ahmed, I thought, was really quite silky in midfield. But, um, look, it's just one of those ones with three points now. Yeah, no matter how ugly it is, it's important. It's the fact they played well for the first time in probably the last month that I feel like they actually kind of looked really strong themselves. Like, they actually just played their own game really well. Um, so yeah, I'd give them 8 out of 10, and I'm I'm now looking a lot more forward to the end of the season for them, because I do think they will finish top. I think how they finish the season will ultimately dictate how deep they go into finals. Two weeks ago, I didn't think they'd go deep in finals, but if they can get some games together, very exciting times over in Avondale land. Yeah, I don't know what that little... Uh, well, it's Avenger Park they've got. What, but, Ave- yeah, Avondale, is all, Avondale like, Heights... Yeah, yeah, but that's like they don't play in Avondale Heights, so I was like, the juniors do. Admittedly, that's their admittedly Richmond don't play in Tigerland either, but you know, fucking that doesn't stop them. <laughs> <laughs> We're just really bitter about this, but anyway, moving on, mate, to the next game, game that you watched, another Friday night classic, 
Dandy oh. City taking on Bentley. So angry I didn't go out to this game. So angry I was sick on Friday. So I definitely couldn't go out to this game. Dandy City 3, Bentley Greens 2, Friday night. Is it at the, at the Frank Houlihan Complex or whatever it is? Uh, you've John Houlihan. You've absolutely thrown me under the bus for that one. I do not Ladies know. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what it is. Can you please go back to my notes, please, Branson? You can't just start doing online shopping again during it's, the podcast. No, it's Fra- it is absolutely Frank Houlihan Soccer Complex. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, look, this is a cracking game. I absolutely love these sorts of games where it's, you know... Probably two of the better form teams in the competition. You know, they play good football. They're pretty attacking. They don't really care how many goals they concede at times. But seesawing battle, Dandy City took the lead twice. So they went ahead early on, and then they got a goal pegged back by Bentley Greens, and they went ahead again, and then they got a goal back pegged back by Bentley Greens. And then they, in the last 10 minutes, scored the winner from Thompson, which uh, proved to be the, the third goal, the decisive goal, um, a lot of character from Bentley Greens, though. I actually thought in passages they played well enough for a draw. Um, you know, watching the balance of play, I think maybe the start and the end for Dandy City were what defined this game. For them, they got out to a good start and they finished the game strong. So in the middle part, I definitely could see Bentley Greens making a good sort of account for themselves. Um, the real talking point out of this game, though, is the third goal. Um it was an absolutely cracking goal. Um, I think it was... It wasn't a third goal, it was a second goal. It was uh, Thompson, I believe. Um, beautiful shot from distance. Uh, just one of those absolute cracking... Like The goalkeeper's played out a long ball, and it's just kind of fallen to him in midfield. He takes it in his stride, hits it, it stays hit, goes in the top corner. Sumptuous football. Not too dissimilar to the Ahmed goal the other week, but I think Ahmed... Better than the Ahmed goal? I think it's... I like it because it's Route 1 football. So Ahmed actually had to do some fancy footwork in midfield and get past a couple of players and stuff, and then the defender had to decide not to tackle him for it to count. But this is kind of like just the goalkeeper going, fucking put your laces through it. And then uh, Thompson being like, yep, shit, I'm going to have a ping from here, and it worked. I love it. Route 1 football, need more of it. Lovely. Um, So... That second goal was the the real sort of cracking goal from the game. The rest of them were pretty good. There was a nice little, I think there was, um, yeah, there was one thing that I had out of this that I sort of wanted to ask you, which was, you know, obviously we talk quite a bit about Dandy City because I'm a massive fanboy, but if they had made their run earlier, you know, they're safe now. They're not going to make the finals, but they're safe. And that definitely sort of ticks the boxes for some of the goals of their season. But do you think if they had made their run earlier and they had made the finals... Who in that sort of finals mix-up now do you think Dandy City could have really troubled? I reckon anyone other than Avondale and Heidelberg. I reckon. I think that they're the kind of team where they're... It's Sorry, when I say they're the kind of team, I mean the second-half kind of team that they... The, the sort of yes, form and the yes. way they've played. I reckon that side is probably good enough to finish third and fourth. I think yeah. when you just sort of look at the way they kind of set up against Avondale when they to be fair it was the first time they had I think it was uh, Valeri and Sansa Avondale yeah. so that was game one but they set Shanta up lab. yeah they, <laughs> they set up they set up to play for the draw so they were super defensive and you know there could be many reasons for that but at least the way that they played it didn't look like they thought that they could beat Avondale they thought they could withstand them which they did and then mm. you know you look at the Heidelberg game 
Heidelberg blew them out of the water in the first half. To be fair, they did get two penalties as part of that. Yeah. So, you know, what kind of influence... I mean, Dendenong, of course, had to give those penalties away. You can argue about that all day. But they sort of got blown out of the water, left their comeback late. But even then, they... Sort of too far behind. So I reckon... I mean, you look at this result. Good enough to beat Bentley, but not good enough to beat Avondale and Heidelberg earlier in the year. I think that sort of sums it up well. I mean, but... Who knows? Yeah, because I like I just the the big gargantuan battle that I would love to see is Oakley versus Dandy City in the finals. Yeah, that you know, like yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. surprise packet versus the informed. Yeah, team. yeah. Well, um, who who are in themselves a surprise yeah, packet as yeah. well? I don't know. I think they're past surprise packet now. I think they're like well, fucking red hot favourites for causing some damage in the finals. Well, series. red hot red hot favourites and surprise package. I think they're a double whammy there. I think they tick both of those boxes. Yeah, yeah. Strongly agree. Do you know what else ticks boxes of games of football that I like to watch with my eyeballs? <laughs> what? Great segue. <laughs> Hume City wow. 1, Green Gully 3, Branson. Just take over the microphone. Yeah, I will. I'll, yeah, I'll do that. So, uh, ke- I'll, coming into this one, keen to see how it played out because it loomed, obviously, as a bit of a finals preview. Yep. Uh, and if it indeed was like a preview, like a little taste of what's to come in the finals. Uh, we are in for a ripper time because this was a thoroughly entertaining really game. good game, wasn't it? End-to-end uh, stuff. Uh, both teams created a number of excellent chances in the first half. The only thing better than the excellent chances created were the excellent saves. Things that we love to talk about, and it does seem to be, um, you know, Tyson and Weir. Yep. Just... We're constantly mentioning them. When they're on, they are on, and both were on today. It's great. Well, they're putting... Well, yeah, absolutely. So, great chances and just even better saves. Uh, Thoroughly entertaining first half. Plenty of shots, plenty of excitement. Absolutely loved it. Uh, Gully ended up breaking the deadlock thanks to a header from uh, Matthew Fletcher right before the break. I think he scored again uh, shortly into the second half. Uh, Nick Kalmar made it 3-0 later on with a beautiful finish. Uh, curling shot right into the top right bin. from the vault, that one. Loved well, it. Absolutely tasty, where it's just sort of uh, silky, a little bit classy, and you just go, ooh, yeah, that was that was nice. Nice mm. finish. Uh, Hume did snag a consolation goal back late. Uh, they were finally able to get a ball past Tyson. I think Daniel Dixon headed home from a corner. The scoreline in this one... I think, though, was a little bit deceptive uh, because I think the biggest key in this game was Jared Tyson because he was just so bloody good. I mean, he l- made some amazing saves and literally kept his team in front all day. Mm-hmm. I strongly think that he was he was the difference here. Yeah. And so, Hume, they played well. They were creating good chances. But, I mean, they just sort of found themselves 3-0 down. It was really weird. Like, you know, they probably had the better of the chances, more attacking chances, and then... Mm-hmm. In the 90th minute, they go, we're bloody losing 3-0. How did this happen? But uh, the result doesn't do a whole lot for the table. They're both locked in for the finals, really, aren't they? I mean, yeah, well, the, well, they are officially yeah. locked in. Uh, they can't catch the top two either. It's just sort of a battle of who plays who in the first round, yeah. as well as who has a home final. Uh, that battle is still well up in the air. Human Gully could still both find themselves hosting a final, so yeah. we'll we'll see how that one plays out, but if the finals are anything like this game, we are in for a rip of time. I think it goes without saying at the finals this year. I'm not sure if it's like every, this every year, because obviously it's my first season, but it's just, it's it's getting tasty now. Like, we're really starting to get to the point here, and it's getting tasty. I know they announced that the final day is going to be at Amy Park. 
throughout the week. They announced the awards night and everything, but mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to the pointy end of the season. Before we get there, though, we have to get through a little bit of a, a little bit of a rant from William Chambers. Yep. A little bit of a gripe. A little bit of anger. Oof. Ahead of... Where's this one going to go? <laughs> yeah. yeah oh, I could go anywhere. Yeah, I don't know. anywhere. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. Uh, yep. No, Kingston City. Yeah. A, a team we Jeez. often lament for not being that good at football, but yep. have turned it around in the last month. In credit where it's due, they've played some really quite good football, but they came up against an absolutely insipid, disgusting, and gross Melbourne Knights outfit, which I'm sitting here in my beanie, you're sitting there in a Melbourne Knights top, mm-hmm. and... In two days' time, I will be going to watch Melbourne Knights beat the FFA Cup champions of last year. Yep. If wow, big prediction they can do that. in there. Yeah. But like they've got to go into that game with that because in the league they've been absolutely nowhere. Yeah. And it's I don't know if they've just got all of their eggs in one basket and they're focusing on that and does that tactic work? Surely having a little bit of confidence going into a big game like this helps. Losing 2-0 to Kingston City is not it. No. Nah. Credit where it's due though. <laughs> Dominant first half by Kingston. Um, they got an early goal um, and they had another chance late on in the oh, midway through the second half. Uh, it was a one on one, absolutely bottled it, it was shocking. Um, it was kind of actually entertaining. It's like the balls in, the defensive line was just nowhere. Like For the um, Knights? Yeah, there were just gaps left, right, and centre. And when Kingston City are exploiting your gaps in defence, something is fundamentally wrong. Like, Kingston City are not the most dynamic team in the NPL Victoria. Um, And so, you know, it's just a one-on-one with the goalkeeper, and he's absolutely put his laces through and shanked it by about 20 feet high. It was hilarious. Um, But we're in the first half still. Two yellow cards to Yurkovic, I believe it was. Um, Just two late, reckless challenges. Like, you get a warning for the first one. You then get a yellow card for the, like, well, he didn't, he had, like, a little off-the-ball incident. Got, got a yellow after a warning from the referee, and then got a second yellow for the exact same challenge, and you're like, mate, what are you thinking? It's, like, 40 minutes into the game, and he gets himself sent off. I remember that going, sorry, interjecting here and going way back and a little bit off-topic. The same thing happened when they... When <laughs> you're they, like, World War II. <laughs> no, 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 the same thing happened when they took on Avondale at Avenger Park. Yeah, back in like six ages ago. They had the, one bloke got, I can't remember who it was, got, like, two yellow cards in the space of four minutes before half-time. One was for, like, descent to the referee, and the oh, other was for a late challenge in yeah, the field. But, like, it, but, it's, but you're it. just sort of there, and you're thinking, like, you know you're on a yellow card. You, mm. like, j- do better. Be better than that. You should know better than that. Yeah. But, um, and it sounds like the same kind of thing there. Yeah, totally. And look, Kingston City were 1-0 up at half-time. A man advantage as well. At home. Melbourne Knights were just all over the shop. There was no structure to it at all. Um, second half was much of the same. But I did like... There was a good little backheel goal. So the second goal to Anthony Theo for Kingston City. Um, sort of a bit of scrappiness in the box. Uh, but he was a little bit of a backheel to lift it over the goalkeeper, which I liked. Um, but yeah, look, I mean... Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't know what more to say about this game other than Kingston did what they needed to do, and Knights could have absolutely made this a game if they had shown up to play. Now they were just slow defensively all over the shop. I really don't know what they were getting at. Brand, my question to you is: Have they put all their eggs in one basket, and is their season now purely defined by the FA Cup because they're not going to get relegated? They're not going to make the finals. They're just sitting in this limbo territory now but their league form has been gone for I reckon two odd months now 
apart from Avondale. Like, again, if they could play Avondale every week, they'd be top of the league. Like, but, you know, my question to you is, is this what we now define Melbourne Knights season on? If they beat Adelaide United and they go deep in the FFA Cup, is that what we define the season on? Yeah, 100%. 100%. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing mm. for the Knights or for any team in particular. Uh I, I, I agree, though, where the FFA Cup is, is going to be their driving point because we've seen, as you said, in the league, their form has been up and down, whereas in the FFA Cup, their form's been red hot. They've got the big result when they've needed to. Uh, they've earned their spot on the big stage now. It's going to be a huge game against Adelaide United. Uh, I've seen on Twitter as well this week all the stuff that they've started doing to uh, Summers Street there redoing the media box. Really? Uh, yeah, the commentary box. Apparently they've pumped like 25 grand into into renovating and just sort of touching up Summer Street. Hang uh, on, Summer the Street, pitch. the Mark Stadium. Stand Stadium? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so they've redone... They've redone hang the... on, I went there like a month ago and they hadn't done shit. So <laughs> they've just done it... Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess. Like, yeah, you know. yeah, they've, they've redone it. Uh, I'll try to... Pull it up on Twitter yeah. as we Mate, bring, go. Bring it up in the break because we'll yep. talk about it in the. We'll, t- we'll definitely talk about this game in the thing. What's it called in the second part of the show where we talk about random yeah. shit. So coming back, yeah, coming back to the Knights. Yeah, I think their season will be defined by the FFA Cup, and that's fine. You see that happen with every team like Avondale and Heidelberg and Bentley all got knocked out of mm-hmm. the FFA Cup. So all of a sudden, their real focus becomes on on the league. And for the Knights, I think they've clearly identified that this is going to be their their avenue in a way it's almost bigger because you're on the national stage playing an A-League team it's broadcast on Foxtel the goddamn A-League champions the A-League champions I mean well okay A-League champions of the year that I was wearing this jersey yeah. but also the <laughs> FFA Cup champions yeah. what I was um, trying to get at yeah so I think I think for the Knights all the eggs are in this basket I think that was just more a result of the way the season happened to play out than you know anything in particular but for them I think they'll have a good time in the FFA Cup. Yep, I kind of agree, but, oh man, just that game sucked to watch if you wanted to see Knights play some good football. Um, someone who did play some good football, comments we keep on file, Oakley Cannons 4, South Melbourne 1, Bran, massive. Yep, huge result for Oakley, because incredibly, they have clinched a final spot. Yeah, with this result, I think mathematically, I'm double oh, checking. We're so bad at maths. On no, this I'm pretty sure they have. Yeah, they have. They have indeed yep. actually clinched a final spot, which is simply remarkable. I mean, we sort of touched on it before. How you don't think they're a surprise their package? Manager and everything. Yeah, and... well, just outrageous how they sort of bounce back and their poor start. And anyway, we, we we've spoken about that before. We could talk about it all night, but this game, uh, South actually opened up the scoring in this one, threw a penalty five minutes in. Uh, they didn't have the lead for long, though. Oakley tied things up just about uh, ten minutes after that. Pretty even battle for the rest of the rest of the first half, I thought. One all at the break. Uh, if the first half was even, though, the second half was anything but, at least on the scoreboard. Anyway, I think Oakley scored twice in four minutes. Shortly into the second half, and if the game wasn't already wrapped up with a 3-1 lead, uh, a fourth goal, thanks to uh, some calamitous South defending. It was quite good, wasn't it? All but sealed the deal, yeah. So if you haven't seen the goal, uh, the Oakley Cannons are taking down the wing, play a ball in, uh, South's goalkeeper and the defender sort of converge at the same time and just kind of get in each other's way. the ball just kind of like 
trickles around well, yeah, and yeah. just sitting there and no one's doing anything. Yeah, like the, the keeper gets his hands to it, but he obviously sees his defender in front of him so doesn't fully claim it and, as you said, ball trickles through and I think it was Wade Decker who was just waiting there behind him and said, thank you very much, slotted at home. 4-0, uh, not 4-0, 4-1 win for uh, for Oakley. But it's a tough loss for South in terms of it eliminates them from the finals contention, much like the Knights, much yeah, like Port just, Melbourne. We've spoken about them. They've just they've had chances, they've not seized them. And uh, the less we talk about... I'm glad that we now don't have to have the conversation of who's going to get that final, like who's going to push for that final spot because none of those three teams deserve it. No, probably probably not. I'd probably agree with you where each of them were just, you know, a little bit too flawed. My question, though, for you, Will, yes, indeed. Uh, So, was this a good season for South? So, sort of looking a little bit too far ahead into the end-of-season review. So, Mm. they've officially been eliminated from the finals now. So, if we have a look at where they are this year compared to last year... They already have more wins than they did last year. They have more points, fewer losses than last season, yeah. and they could finish higher. But still, I, I don't know. I feel like it was a disappointing I year. Think it's, I, I, I think it's a disappointing year. Look, obviously it's my first year, so I have not got a year to compare it to. But you, I didn't need to be interested in soccer to know about South Melbourne. You know, they're a very, they boast about their history, and so they should. But back up your history on the pitch now like you know show a little bit of pride in that club and, and put in some good performances I think as an outfit they are better than finishing 8th in a kind of dead man zone of ill form amongst sort of Port Melbourne Melbourne Knights now Tona Magic well in theory as well they could still finish as low as 11th and the other thing as well yeah. is they're 8th they're but they're the lowest scoring team in the league they've only scored 25 goals yeah. which I think and is they've got some good players there as well like it just it kind of baffles me but Look, like you said, they've done better than last year. Now, there was a little bit of a uh, managerial change early on in the season. So, you know, maybe next season they can have a little bit more of a pre-season and and lead into it. Maybe get one or two key players. Like, it would be interesting to see them make a move for, for like, a really... Maybe like another zippy midfielder, or even maybe just someone like a big centre-back. Well, they they need someone who can score goals. Yeah, yeah, true. Really? But, I mean, anyway... Coming back on a positive note for Oakley, great result for them. Their hot streak continues. Finals bound. Locked and it's, the finals love it. They are going to cause some goddamn damage. You'd think so. It's real. Yeah, yeah you'd think so. Um, Bran, there was one more game. Look, I mean, it's probably got a little bit of context with the the bottom of the table, but, I mean, it's not a classic fixture. Dan North Thunder 2, Pasco Vale 1. No, well, as you said, a huge battle in terms of the relegation scrap. Uh, incredibly important win for the Thunder this game suffered the same fate as the Heidelberg-Port-Melbourne game in terms of there are no highlights available. So I don't know exactly why uh, why that is. You know, we can only speculate, but we won't speculate. Won't throw anything under the bus. Why won't can't we? It's I mean, we could. It could have been... I don't know, man. They just... Lights went out. Let's say that. Lights went out or... Or? Pitch invasion by dogs. Yeah. And they couldn't get all the dogs back in like Oof. half an hour and they said, we just got to call this off. Yeah. Lovely. Could have happened. Could yeah. have happened. Uh, so, do know a little bit... You know, the, the context is more more important for this one. So, two goals on either side of half-time for the Thunder. Put him in a commanding position. Uh, Brandon Barnes did score again. His 15th Yay. goal of the season. 
Paco had a little bit of a comeback. I think it was Bernabeu Madrid, one of our favourite names, yeah. brought them back within touching Brandon distance. Brandon Barnes as well is one of my favourite NPL names. I think it's underrated. One of our favourite NPL players as well. Yeah, true. Uh, a red card, though, as well to Paco. Again, hard to tell without the highlights and didn't get to watch this one live because we were at the Altona game. Uh, but, I'm going to assume it was a red card for wasting our time this season. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> uh, devastating result for... Uh, well, sorry, yeah, so the red card... Couldn't mount a comeback. In the end, devastating result for Paco. Now leaves them on the bottom of the table with two games to go. I mean, by no means so are they... So that bottom of the table is... Well, we've got it here. So they're by... Paco, by no means, are a lock to get relegated, but they're on the bottom. Sorry. So They're so... sorry on a lock to get relegated. So, so let's have a look at the bottom three in a little bit of... So you've got the Thunder on 21 points, Kingston on 20, and Paco on 18. Uh, Kingston... Ha... Sorry... The Thunder have the worst goal difference on minus 25. Kingston the best on minus 18. And Paco in the middle on minus 20. Thunder do lead goals. With Brandon Barnes scoring 15 goals and them having the worst goal difference oh. at the bottom of the table. They must just lead goals like <laughs> well, think, heavy in the mid. I think they average part of the season. like 2.7 goals conceded a game. As hard as it is to concede 0.7 of a goal a game. Anyway, uh, so... My question for you is, if we have a look at that, so Thunder 21, Kingston 20, Packer 18... Who survives and holds on and makes the relegation playoff? Because the other thing as well is the games they've got coming up. So Kingston have to take on yeah. Dandy City and Hume. Yeah. The Thunder have Green Gully and the Knights. And Pasco Vale have Oakley and Altona. So, I mean, Pasco Vale are done. I'm calling it Pasco Vale are done. They're getting automatic relegation. Yeah, I don't see that. I don't think now, they'll beat Oakley. I was going to say Kingston. But Thunder have got a way easier run in. Thunder have got Knights. That's like three points. As far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned. So, like, realistically, they've got a point lead, and there's a three-point game there. Mm. So, I mean, admittedly, goal difference comes into it. But, yep. you know, I, I actually think Kingston... No, Thunder, because they've got that Knights game, are going to... Well, he's, so are, are Thunder going to win again? So they take on Gully and the Knights. Are they going to yeah. win one of those games? Yeah, yes I or think no? so. Yeah, 100%. You reckon? Yeah. What about also Kingston? Also, well, it's so. I mean, Kingston, this is so Dandy tricky. City, and Hume. So Kingston, I wouldn't want to play Dandy City at the moment, and Hume. Well, Hume are good. Hume are good. Like, yeah, Hume are a really good outfit. Yeah. So, like, I would just the weakest team of those four oppositions between the two teams is Melbourne Knights, hundred percent. Like, you reckon? Yeah, hundred percent. Dude, Kingston well, what about two past them and dominated them. What about Altona? Uh, Altona not great. They're capable. They're capable. Mm, this is. I don't know, Tricky. what are your thoughts? So, I, I'm, I'm saying that Thunder are going to make their relegation playoff. Mm. I would say... Oh, I really I really don't know. You I'm going to agree. I'm gonna, um, yeah, I'm thinking I'm, I'm, thinking I'm going to agree with the Thunder. Yeah. I, I'm with you that Paco are done. I'm not willing to ride off Kingston. I don't want to ride off Kingston, it's you so, didn't have to watch the... Melbourne Knights game this week. No, but it's it's also Four. it's also so hard when you look at these fixtures. You go, geez, there are no easy games, and that's because you go, oh yeah, because they're all the crap teams. So the easy <laughs> yeah. games are when they play each other, but yeah. because they're all bad, of course, every team is a, sorry, every game's against a team that's above them. So who are you saying is going to survive? I am saying that Thunder are going to make the relegation playoff. I'm yeah, and may not survive. survive. Yeah, um, uh, I'm going to agree with you. I wanted to be Kingston. That one. I wanted to be Kingston. Yep. 
they have left their run a little bit late. They did it last year and know, they finished that's what like I, That's why I want them to do it. I want them to get like another late run in and just keep annoying us because then next year we have to keep watching Monday yeah. Night Games for them. <laughs> um, anyway, we've got some FFA Cup stuff. This has been going on for ages, but I've actually really liked the segment, Brad, so I love it when we get to talk about football. Um, FFA Cup results. Ladies and gentlemen, bad round for the home teams. Every Terrible single, round for the home yeah, teams. Every single away team won, which is so strange. Um, but what we've got is we've got Campbelltown City 1, Melbourne City 3. Our boys in blue did us mildly proud against a quite beatable outfit. Well, Campbell, Campbelltown City, the champions of the NPL in Australia, so... I think they're also the highest-ranked NPL team in Australia. Well, they won the NPL championship yeah. last year, and I think they're on top in South Australia. Sixth so stadium. Yeah, but South Australia is a shit state anyway. Yeah. Um, good stadium, though. Yeah, very I cool. I had never been to it no. when I lived in no. Adelaide. But well, I had to literally anyway. think of the name of the city then. That's poor. <laughs> um, Kuma Tigers nil, Hume City 2. Shout um, out to the... Boys uh, in Hume. Yep, shout out to the Victorians. Yep. Get yeah. around them. Get amongst it. Um, Central Coast fucking absolutely caught an upset of the round, I would say, by actually winning an FFA Cup game against Maitland FC. Well, I saw that was their first NPL win. <laughs> sorry, first like win over... Five yeah, years. First win over an NPL team since 2014. So, <laughs> crazy, and but bonkers. love it. Yep. Um, admittedly, they've not played that many uh, games because they just keep getting knocked out in the first round. Yeah. Um, South Hobart nil, Marconi Stallions three. Um, I really wanted South Hobart to win that one. And probably the, you know, apart from Central Coast causing a shock upset by winning against an NPL team, um, Sydney United put five past St George, who put three past Sydney United. So, an absolute goal fest there. Well, that was a ripper. St George were the lowest ranked team coming in. They were down, I think, uh, Sydney United scored like the 90th minute or so, and St George scored to tie it up some extra... Send it to extra time. Couldn't hold on in the end, but a thrilling round. And there's a thrilling round still to come as well. More action this week. Yeah, mate. Do you want to talk us through the games that are on this week? Yeah, it's a little bit less exciting with, you know, the A-League teams making making, uh, an appearance. But still a couple of good ones in there. Brisbane Strikers taking on the Wellington Phoenix. The Melbourne Victory will face the Newcastle Jets. The Knights take, uh, sorry, the Melbourne Knights taking on Adelaide United at Knights Stadium, as Cracker, you said. Uh, Sydney FC taking on Brisbane Raw and Perth Glory versus Western Sydney Wanderers. Really, the interesting ones are the NPL ones. Uh, yeah, Brisbane Strikers versus Wellington is going to be a little bit of fun. There's lots of Kiwis up in Brisbane. Yeah. So that'll be good fun. Uh, well, and I mean, the big one that stands out, obviously, is is the Knights game. Uh, just going to be huge. I've seen a lot of stuff how they're talking about, you know, pushing for a second division, how they want to be in there. Uh, I spoke before, you can see, I've managed to find some of the photos here, how they've redone the press box. They've pumped in a bunch of money to sort of get the yeah. ground in. In good shape. They've redone the well, playing surface it. as well. I, yeah, I think they've look, just made it far more far more hospitable and they've touched a few things up. There's stuff in there about, you know, the Herald's. Yeah, now we're just going through yet. Branson's Twitter feed, everyone. I've got to be honest with you, it's pretty boring. Well, it's not my Twitter feed. No, it looks like ECP, it. Oh, okay. that scheme ass guy who's sort of like the yes. ghost. <laughs> Sorry, ECP, I'm absolutely throwing you under the bus there. No, but he is. Your the ghost. timeline looks fine, mate. He's the go-to uh, Melbourne Knights guy on Twitter. Anyway. Great. Well, 
We have been doing this section for ages. Brand, we've got a little bit of WMPL to get through. Um, yep. Talk us through it. Yeah, we'll power through this one. Calder United 3, Heidelberg 1, South Melbourne 4, Geelong Galaxy 2, Alamein 6, Poor Old Southern United 0, Box Hill 2, Senior NTC 0, and Bulleen 3, Bayside 0. A uh, couple of interesting results here in the fact that the win for South jumps them into fourth spot, the fourth and final, final playoff spot. spot. Yeah, exactly. Heidelberg and Box Hill are hot on the heels as they battle it out for that last spot. Uh, the interesting part will be, though, Box Hill still have to play both South and Heidelberg. Big six and then, and then Heidelberg and South have to play each other. So they're all going to play each other as they sort of battle it out. For that final spot, and that's going to be an exciting race because the top three are locked in: Alamein, Calder, and Boleyn. So that final little battle—it's it's it's almost like a, a mini finals preview before the actual finals. So it, it should is. be, should be very interesting. It will be very interesting, and also part two of episode twenty-six will be very interesting, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a bumper part one. Join us back very shortly for part two, where we will look at more of the lighter side of football on episode twenty-six of the Semi Pro Body. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back for part two of the Semi-Pro Potty, where we sit back, we don't look at any score sheets, we don't really do much preparation for this bit, mainly because how can you prepare for crisp, lean, footballing pub chat? I don't know. Yeah. So I absolutely thought you were going to uh, continue on with that. I didn't realise you were throwing, throwing to me for a question that was... Poor on my behalf, or not necessarily poor though, semi-professional, some Semi-professional, and that's what we get out of bed for. You betcha. Yeah. Froth it, love it, give it to us. So what we do is we kick off this bit with some things from around the world of football that we saw that definitely are semi-professional in nature, whilst yep. they may be played out by professional actors. Yep. Actors in this case are footballers. Yes. Um, they're semi-professional. Um, Brand kick us off. You've got a cracker. Love this one. More of this in the world of football for the rest of time, please. Yep. Saw it on Twitter. Uh, Wigan Athletics' new mascot, which is, of course, a pie. Which is... But, of course. Absolutely lovely. It's a giant pie with arms and legs and a face. But that is uh, the new Wigan Athletic mascot. And you look at that and you go, I don't know the full story behind it, but I don't, don't want care. to know. Yeah. yeah. Don't I just care. go, this is fantastic. Now, I had a very interesting thing on this because what pie is it because like it's all fun and games to put pastry on a mascot and be like it's a pie but like is it a fucking chicken and veg pie is it like you know a red lentil pie for the vegans in the room i think it's the pie it's like a magical pie it's whatever you want it to be so it's the pie that Uh, keeps on giving it does not discriminate like in harry potter the room yeah that's it there there you go there you go that's it. But um, I do... Have they given him a nickname? Is it like Krusty? Is it like, you know, oh, Pastry-O? Or fucking, oh, absolutely know. no idea, mate. Absolutely I'm pretty sure no it's not Krusty. It is Krusty the Pie. Krusty the Pie, yeah. Krusty okay. the Pie. What number does he wear? Where's number? Well, that looks like an eight to Nine me. or a zero. Krusty the Pie. He... That's a weird bold shot. He's got a camel toe in the video <laughs> that they've put up. That's weird. Uh, it's right. a sick mascot. No, it's very cool. It's very so, cool. Well, you know my favourite thing with mascots is there's a great article that is mascots observing minute silences. Yeah, you've mentioned this. That pie is going to be fucking A grade <laughs> when there is like Remembrance Day like minute silences. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, the other oh, thing I liked as well fuck. was Central Coast's attempt at banter slash interaction, tweeting uh, the sauce bottles with the pies, and then apparently oh, the Mariners had oh, a pie mascot as well great. that had sauce. So you're like, ah, oh, this is this is excellent. If they, excellent if content. Wigan don't come out next year for a preseason friendly purely just for the mascot to game, take on the pie. Yeah, that'd just be so good. Yeah, uh, um, Crusty the pie does win number eight. Can confirm. Why eight? Uh, because you <laughs> imagine if he's not a mascot, he's a legitimate <laughs> player on Bailey that has decided like an attacking midfielder called Krusty well, the Pie. Krusty eight is an unfortunate number because Krusty ate the pie. Will eight Krusty ate the pie? Number Are you eight, a stroke. No, <laughs> number eight ate the pie. A T E E A E I G H T. Yeah. Where are the concepts? Of yeah, like you're, you're not laughing, mate. You're yeah, no, it's not God. funny. You're not funny. I'm not. Um, but what I did find <laughs> funny was this week, and I didn't see this. Like, so I saw tweets of this, and I was like, "Please let this be the case." But you know, we were talking about a couple of weeks back, and it kind of happens around this time of the season where, like, they'll get like three, like, professional footballers to play against like any number of kids over the number of like fifty. Yes. Branson just looking at his phone for a fucking ASOS order that he's just placed. You absolute scumbag. Things I have never done in my life include ordering off ASOS. But yes, I, again, I didn't realise... I thought you were monologuing, so you have my full fucking attention. Hells. So, yes, yes. So they take on kids. Yeah. Yes. So there was rumours on Twitter of this, and it didn't come to fruition, so it could be totally fake. But I don't care, because I just want it to be true. But it was <laughs> Sydney FC, three players, I think it was like Ryan Grant and like two others, got beaten by like 70 school kids I'll, or something in Asia. I and just, I'm like, I just want this to be true. I just love how you're questioning whether or not that's true. In particular, because I brought this up in That's So Semi-Professional last week. No, because they didn't... No, you brought up that they were playing against... But they lost. Yeah, I told you that they lost. No, you didn't. I 100% did. Didn't. 100%. So well, my, my new That's So Semi-Professional is Will stealing mine. That's So Semi-Professional from the week before and trying to warp it into his own. No, that's all right. You missed out on this one. Um... um You've got another one, mate. Yeah, Go do on. have another one. Uh, the championship is back, which I absolutely love. Great league, great tournament. Yeah. Uh, one of the goals I saw was a classic own goal. Uh, Charlton Athletics scored an own goal. Blackburn Rovers doing the attacking. Ball crossed in from a corner. Blackburn Rovers player heads it goalward straight to the Charlton Athletic player who's on the goal line. Does the yep. classic defending thing? Good. Why you put a man on the post? Yeah, hundred yep. percent. Does does the right thing by heading it away. The unfortunate part is he heads it straight into his own goalkeeper's head, and it then goes into the it's goal. Like half his face, pretty much. Isn't yeah, it? head face. Like the goalkeeper is looking at his defender clearing the ball, and then the ball just comes straight towards <laughs> his face and goes straight in the back <laughs> yeah. of the net. Great. Yep. So you just sort of say it's very unfortunate, and it all happens quite fast. You go, how did that go in? And then you said the replay. You go, oh, off his face. Lovely. So I saw that, and I thought, very semi-professional. Very same professional indeed. Um, I've got a couple to rattle through quickly here. Uh, Do it. Dandy City goalkeeper this week yeah, was wearing a bib. A bib. Tell me about that. So what obviously you, you want the goalkeeper to be a different colour to the outfield players. Sorry, not in terms of like, you know, racial skin colour, no. but just in terms of jerseys that they're wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he must have had a kit that was too similar and the referees must have been like, he's got to wear a bib. And it just smacks of like you and a couple of mates playing... Playing in a like pick up game, a, yep. yeah, playing in like a park, and your mate who is way too organised gives you bibs, and and I think the second you start having to pay prices for tickets, 
bibs are not a valid form of attire. No, this is interesting because Derby City, I'm pretty sure their keeper normally wears yellow, yeah. which absolutely does not generally clash with green. So, yeah. well, I think it's actually ah, no, I figured it out. It's a yellow kit, and then it's got blue sleeves. So if you mix yellow and blue together, that uh, makes the colour green. green. Bib. Oh, of course. So, so they've gone, ah, <laughs> oh, yellow and blue, you can't wear that, mate, because together they combine green, combine to make green, and you're playing the green. You've been watching a lot of Bob Ross as well, haven't you? No idea who that is, so absolutely. Oh, my God. Fuck. Oh, why do you do this to me? Why do I you do bring... nothing to you. You, you do this do. to me by just not knowing things. Oh, you... um, we'll rattle through because we got the, yeah, yeah. we've got the literal section called Will Picks on Brand section yeah. of the podcast I, coming up. We haven't even looked at that yet, but great. But Adelaide United's away kit is oh, I'm glad terrible. You this. Yeah, it is. Fuck, oh. so bad. It's like a... Um, you know how if you're a really, really shitty sports outfit and you would go to a kit manufacturer and you'd be like can you make us a kit and they just like print out white ones with a bit of red trim on them and then put like two badges on it they've literally they've literally seen perth glory's shit kits and gone oh shit kits let's do that <laughs> hold my beer yeah yeah i'll have that but in white so <laughs> so not only have they got a shit one they've copied a shit one mm. and you just go what are you doing it's not good the only good thing is it does have the uh hasn't got a special badge on it for the FFA FA Cup? Cup champions I think it is yeah yeah. but I mean and the thing that pisses me off with this is ladies and gentlemen if you're going to do shit kits we will allow it but you've just got to go to the nines with shit kits like make it look like a vodka sunrise or something I don't mind shit kits I think it's this falls into the category of just boring yeah it's like they haven't even tried it's you... like there was an imagination dementor in the room when they designed they've, this yeah, they've literally got alright Let's design a kit. We need a wide template. And they've brought up the wide template. They go, do you know what? I'm happy with that. Done. Yeah. Great. Nailed yeah. it. Put it's a badge on that. It's not hard to make a good kit, is it? No. Maybe it is. I mean, we've got some semi-pro potty kits in the workings. Yeah. So that'll be the real measure as to how hard it is to make a good kit. Yeah. Anyway, um, last one for mine is semi-professional. The fact that we don't have A-League fixtures yet. Yeah, this I, is confusing. I know, I know that they're still talking about it, and we keep getting leaked ones of it because I think obviously um, Box Sports is not happy with A League as a product, and so they are trying to do everything they can to maximise eyeballs on it at the moment to make it of a course. viable product, which I get. But surely it's not that hard. It's like you just pick your derbies and put them on a clear night. Like, yeah, I don't I know. know. I just would have thought it would be. It would have been out by now. And sort of the problem that you got, like, you know, pre-season started, the FFA Cup started. I mean, unless it's sort of like a an attempt to build anticipation and a big reveal and you just oh, go, bang, here like, it goes, yeah, but, perhaps. But, but when but, they do that, they're now getting towards the AFL final series. And we all know that that is just a no-fly zone yeah. for any sports story other than yeah. AFL. So, um, yeah, I mean, and, and unless they're trying to seal, you know, the rights to particular stadiums, perhaps... Mm. Like, I'm not too sure, like, if there's clashes or who's playing where or whatever, but... Maybe they can't just book stadiums. Maybe that's a big thing. Mm. It would absolutely be nice, though, if they were if they were out. We'd be able to get a bit more excited. But we've still got the NPL going on, mate, and that's what really gets me excited, so... It is. There's that's one the more thing. thing that seem professional would have to say, and it's not related to football, yep. but some of the refereeing in the cricket... Now, we lament technology for ruining football with the AR... Yep. But some of the decision-making from the refereeing in the Ashes, because I mean, we've sort of just got it on in the background here. Yeah, we do, because we do like the cricket. We yep. do. Uh, big session to play as well. Yep. Um, they are just missing 
absolute sitters left, right, and centre now. You know, yeah, I remember oh. I remember when you, cricketers would respect your referee decisions, but technology seems to be completely undermining them to the point where they've got no confidence in making any calls yeah, accurately yeah, anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just like, well, I mean, are we going down that path with football? Are we are we staring at, you know, in ten years' time, we'll be watching football games where linesmen just cannot call a basic offside rule because they know that it's going to be undermined by technology. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I, I think the technology, in a way, makes umpires, in this case, and referees in, in a footballing sense, worse because they know they've got that that safety net. And it's like, oh, look, you know, I'm not sure, but I'll make this decision mm. uh, based off a hunch and, you know, I know it can be overturned or or in terms of a linesman, they go, well, they I won't... They the decision anymore. Yeah, they, yeah. or they won't call it and or they'll call it super late. They'll wait till yeah. the play develops before they call it because they go, oh, geez, what if I'm wrong? So I, I think it's just like, you sort of touch on it, like, you know, a insecurity thing yeah. almost in a way. So I but, mean, we're all a little bit insecure. One thing that we are very insecure about, Branson is insecure about, is just his severe lack of knowledge of movies. So we pulled it into the podcast last week. You've even been interviewed by Avondale's media <laughs> team about this. But new segment, obviously we're going to put a random flag twist in there because you love a bit of random flag and you can actually do it. <laughs> Need something to boost my confidence. But I'm going to list out a couple of movies yep. and TV shows yep. that are really like, I'm talking a middle of the road, everyone's seen them. Okay. Um, and if you haven't seen it, I'm going to get you to say what it's about. Okay. Alright. Okay. So, so from the title, you've got to guess what it's about. So Branson, have you seen Goldeneye? No, is that a James Bond film? Can't give away any secrets. Is on it? This, is unfortunately. It? So, what what do you think the film Goldeneye is about? <laughs> I'm gonna say that it is about a art curator at a museum, and so what? <laughs> hang on, hang on. So he's an art curator at the museum, and he's got a golden eye for picking out. <laughs> Fakes. So people come in, they go, oh, I've got this $2 million artwork that I want to say. And then he reveals his golden eye, runs his golden eye over and goes, no, it's a fake, get out of town. Oh, and, uh, he he ha- a- and as a result, he amasses the best art collection in the world and then hands that straight to the public by letting them in for free because art is for the people. Oh, far out. I'm actually is that close? Tears. Okay, so I'm going to read out the synopsis for Golden Oh, it is a Bond film. I knew it was a Bond film. Damn it. I thought that was, I, I should have gone with my hunch. I thought it was like Golden I'm like, isn't it Goldfinger? Mate. It's Goldfinger. When a powerful satellite system fails in the hands of Alec Trevelyan, aka Agent 006, a formal former ally turned enemy only James Bond can save the world from an awesome space weapon oh get out of town that in one short pulse could destroy the earth that's not as good as the magical (laughs) an art curator with a magic eye that he then gifts art to the masses with yeah I'd much rather watch that that's much more heartwarming that's funny it's so bad Goldfinger's a Bond film as well isn't it yeah yeah okay see that's what I thought I'm like oh Golden I'm like oh no it's Goldfinger isn't it damn it Alright, give me another. Like the, the thing is not that you don't know which one it is, that you haven't seen it. Everyone has seen that film. Anyway, next one, you've got a chance to redeem yourself. Yep. Have you seen The OC? No. Now, this is this is a TV show, right? Got that right. Uh, that so, one. so it's a TV show. What, what's The OC about? Well, I think it's Orange County, right? It's, yep. it's warm, hot. It's about going ons in Orange County, which is in Los Angeles. 
Yeah, I'll pay that one. So that's that's all I Can know. Can you name one of the main characters? Absolutely not. Can name I name, one, no, I can't. Who, is, who is one of the main uh, characters? Michael. Michael is. <laughs> is it? <laughs> no. Uh, is it uh, Michael? No, it's not Michael. Michael Barton. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Michael, Michael is the lead male and the lead female would be Suzanne. <laughs> I don't know, mate. I don't know. So, I'm, okay, so this one I imagined it would just be... I actually have no bloody idea. It would just be okay, about general so, California life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. High school teen drama, California life. Yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> oh, man. So who, who are the main characters then? Oh, uh, I mean, look, there's a cast of men. Oh, just you got tell me Sandy one. Sandy Cohen, you got Sandy Oh, Sandy, Cohen. on the tip of my tongue, her yeah. mates call her Suzanne. That's what I was thinking of. Anyway. Sandy's a dude. Oh, is he? Yeah. Shit. Oh, God, you absolutely rinse yourself. Okay, now you got a chance to redeem yourself. This yep. is my new favourite part of the podcast. Yeah, bloody like. hell, yeah. Good. Um, random flag. So, the cryptic clue that I've got for you is getting injured at McDonald's is the country. Getting... And it's, it's, it's the flag of Macau. The flag of Macau. So, yeah. it's not a country. Yeah. Uh, th- this is tricky because I'm big on countries. Regions are a little bit trickier. So I'll be entirely honest where I only have a hunch on this one. I believe it's green. I believe it's got a gold yellow, uh, like, lotus flower on it in the middle. Oh, mate, you fucking hit it. Is it? Yeah, it's really good by I, you. I, 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 don't th- I don't think... Macau flag. Oh, sorry, yeah, it's, a wh- it, it, sorry it's, it's a white lotus flower. What did you say? You I said, said gold. I, I said gold. Yeah, it has no, got, gold, it's got stars gold stars around it. Oh, pay that. That is really good by you. I will admit, I'm bigger on the country, so as soon as you start throwing, like, semi-autonomous regions, <laughs> you know, we start getting a little bit <laughs> oh, tricky. Oh, man. Oh, this podcast just gets me every time. Now, I know you have no idea about movies. This, oh, this gives is, it legs. Nah, this is going to turn really sad. It's going to make me depressed. What well, won't then, make me depressed, though? Yes. Things we like. Things we do like, and Things there's a lot to go with. Things we like, because you've got a couple here. Start us off, what's the first thing you like? Um, Philadelphia Union captain today scored a goal, ran over to the field mic, and told Congress to get their arse and to gear about gun laws. And mm. I don't think I've ever seen a player do that before. No, 100%. And it's a really either. good call. Like, it's a great call because the microphone's right there. Like, you just... It's go up there and pick it up. Yeah. Um, obviously, look, America's built its own bed. I don't really care about it anymore. I've got only as much empathy as I can give to the world when it happens for the umpteenth time. But, you know, I think it's a, it's a good way to do it. Very interesting. Crop, uh, sorry, the thing that sort of got me going about this was obviously it would have to be at least somewhat pre-planned. You'd think, maybe? or I don't know, because he scores, Yeah. celebrates with the team, and he's celebrating with them. And then it's kind of like an afterthought. And he doesn't... It's not a well-rehearsed thing. He's not like, Senator, blah, blah, go and no, do no. this and rah, rah. He's just like, you know, Congress... Well, that's what I'm sort of more... Yeah, that's what I'm sort of more, more interested in. So did he know where the field mic was? Or did he just go, hey, what's that on the ground? Oh, it's a field mic. Oh, I know. I no, will he say like this. Ran to, he ran no, towards no, it, but he ran towards it from... A, like, he'd celebrated with the it group. It was about five metres away or so. Like, I've, yeah, I've, I've, I've yeah, seen it, but I'm just yeah. sort of curious as to his thought process as to how that situation got to where Fruition, it ended up yeah. being. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, just sort of interesting. But I mean, I would have also loved it, like... So, I haven't seen that goal celebration before, but I would have loved it if Mario Balotelli did it. 
like peak at his like bad boy days at Manchester City. I want to know what Mario mic. Balotelli would have said into a field mic because oh. <laughs> it would have been so good and it, it would have incited violence. I feel like you reckon? He, yeah, like he would have said something in Italian that would have really rubbed people the wrong way. Apparently, he was a massive victim of of racial abuse in Italy oh, as well. Huge, huge time. A very interesting upbringing as well because he I was love adopted. Him. Yeah, I love him. Heat. Love when he him. signed for Liverpool, I was so stoked. Love him. But, Wish he was better. I, wish I think he's no. I think he is sick. So I, I, I wish he'd been more of a hit. Yeah. Like I think I wish like his sort of career success has been had been able to kind of you know back it up. My favorite thing about him is like how he just doesn't celebrate. Like he doesn't celebrate when he scores. Did and you he, hear that amazing post match interview that he gave, where it was when he scored that goal for Italy to get through to the final of the Euros? I think it was. Mm-hmm. And. It's when he did the, like, he the scored flex, a crack yeah. and he yeah. just stands there and he doesn't celebrate. And he flexes, yeah. So after the, in the post-match press conference, they were like, you scored this amazing goal that took Italy through, why didn't you celebrate? Yeah. And paraphrasing, but where's the effect where, um, I'm a striker, scoring goals is my job, you don't see a postman celebrate when he delivers a letter. Yeah, oh, I love that story. And it's, it's so good. so good. And you're like... Yes, like yes, you don't. And, and I was like, but imagine if you did. Yeah. <laughs> the postie, like, come on! He the postie like, back de- in the net. <laughs> the postie delivers his letter, then goes for a run to the nearest corner flag and gives it a punch or two or whatever. Oh, brilliant! So good. Uh, the, another one that I heard from Mario Baratelli is he said apparently that he's saving his celebration for when he scores the winner for Italy in the World Cup final. You go, oh, that is so good. And, you, and you, you hear that and you go, that is a pretty damn baller thing to say. Respect. Oh, I uh, love him so much. Uh, something that I liked, uh, Kyle Walker for Manchester City. He's amazing Grateful clearance uh, to deny Liverpool the win in the community shield. Acrobatic karate kick. Have you seen Very that? good, yeah. Unbelievable. Very good. Yeah. Like, and Brian loves a chance to point out that City are better than Liverpool. Uh, to be fair, though, the Community Shield isn't the best platform yeah, to do that. There's, there's, so I'm gonna, It used to so, be good, but now there's just too much football on. Well, and now it's sort of like, it almost seems just sort of like a what it is, like a friendly, you know, like sort of a get-together, a fun time. Anyway, uh, I just thought it was a ridiculous clearance, just the fact that he was able to get there, clear it in yeah. that manner, and for it to actually work as well as it did, you go, that's amazing. I think we're staring down the barrel of Kyle Walker having absolute... Off the Richter season. I really rate him. Always he's, have. I reckon he's underrated. Oh, yeah, I think he is so good, and I think he's going to have a very, very good season in that team. Um, Brand, you got another one? Yeah, another quick one. Uh, I just like that the championship, and indeed all three of the lower tiers in yep. English football below the Premier League are back. Uh, the championship in particular, just because I think it genuinely, genuinely is... The best I'd love league it if they got the, the broadcast world. rights for it. Oh, like if yeah. they just if they just got it to Premier League, uh, you can see every game on demand or yeah. whatever you want. That would be great because My, it's just it's got the best tempo and pace, and it's the yeah. right mix of frenetic but skill. Yeah, and and you know and sort of underlying toughness and passionate fans as well. And ticket prices aren't exorbitantly expensive. Yeah, and and, and the big thing as well about the championship is every team has everything to play for. Like, it's not like the Premier League where really, realistically... It's the top four. Yeah, realistically, only six teams are going to win. And of those top six, maybe only three are going to yeah. win. So, like, if you look at this year, you go, it's going to be City, Liverpool, maybe Tottenham, maybe Manchester United. And yeah. those are big maybes. So, like, even of that top six, it's either... And to only... break into that, you either need to have some special season like Leicester did or invest 
billions yeah, yeah, of dollars. Yeah, and like, so the good thing about the championship is like, you know, th- there are teams who can go up. I remember a few years ago, Blackpool got promoted in a year when the season started. They were actually relegation relegation favourites, yeah. you know, and then you've got stories of Leeds who were super good last year, may, uh, but didn't, didn't go up, you know, Huddersfield one on penalties in a game they should not it's just it's just great and then you've yeah. got the relegation side of thing but anyway uh the championship's back so that means Fulham are back and they started the game off with a red hot first minute red hot first minute Mitrovic had a good shot I'm like here we go here you go you were booking that tattoo <laughs> here we go like <laughs> like it was like you know attacking down the wing cut back good shot wide of the target but like a good shot in the first minute you know you're playing you go all right here we go lads and yeah. then they lost one nil and played like crap for the rest of the game. And going, well, this is good for them. Thanks. Yeah, well, uh, start of the season like they finished it. All right, what did you like? Um, I like that the Premier League is kicking off this weekend. Yeah, going to um, be big. Mainly because I actually think there's a very interesting battle here. Now, like you said, the top three is kind of decided. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually think that Arsenal and Manchester United are going to struggle quite a bit this season. And I actually think at the benefit of Everton and West Ham, I'm very excited to watch Everton and West Ham because I think they can put a pretty serious charge into that sort of top six, top seven sort of area. Are you quite right there, Branson? Yeah, I am. Yeah, you didn't need to bring that up. I was just getting the ball from under the desk. That's okay. Jesus Christ. Keep going. Um, So, yeah, I'm very interested in that because I think whilst the top of the table might be a bit boring, I actually think that sort of mid-table Europa League battle is going to start to heat up and I think we'll see some good sort of upsets cropping in from a couple of players, from, from a couple of teams. Well, it should be interesting, you know, West Ham, oh gosh, West Ham and Newcastle are sort of like my, so, un, don't understand those teams, but they should be so much, I, th- I think personally they should be so much better than they are. I think West Ham, yeah. Everton and Newcastle should have done what Tottenham have done. And yes, they could totally. Like they've got... Great fan bases, passionate fan bases. As they're far, a very good product, you know. And you know, they're and not as they're not as they're not as rich as those top six right. clubs, but they're a heck of a lot richer than a lot of other clubs. And they've got like loyal fans around yeah. the world. So I'd be interested. I hope they do well. You know, sort of shake things up at, at the top a little bit, but we'll see. Now let's jump into the yes or no section. We're going to do a quick one because we have been talking for ages. Yeah, so I've only got one for you. Uh, yes or no? Will the Knights beat Adelaide in the FFA Cup? Man, it's so hard because you, you I had before. to. I had to watch that Knights game though on the weekend, and that was abysmal. And Adelaide United, a lot of new signings. Obviously, Sands, Isaias, and Craig Goodwin who have gone. Um, but like, God, if, if Knights play like they did against Avondale in the previous round of the FFA Cup, like the Victorian qualifiers of it, then I think we're in for a game. But if they play like they did against Kingston, we are in for six to eight nil and an absolute drubbing. Like so, I, so back to the question: Will the Knights win? Yes or no? No, no. You said yes before. Interesting. Uh, I'm like I'm, I think it's in. I don't know. It's. A I'm weird gonna. One. I'm, I'm gonna. I, I reckon they're gonna lose two one. I reckon Adelaide will take the lead. I reckon the Knights will equalise. The fans will go nuts. But ultimately, I think Adelaide will get the job done. Having said that, though, I would like it if the Knights win. I would love it if the I Knights win. Great, it's like you know? oh my god, I had to watch that game on the weekend. It was 
fucking terrible. Yes. Um, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of part two. Join us very shortly for part three, where we'll preview the pretty much sole game coming up this weekend and a couple of the other FFA Cup fixtures this week. No, we've already done that, haven't we? Yep. So we'll just talk about the game coming out this weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to part three of episode 26 of the Samurai Potty. You have been with us for a cracking one hour, 11 minutes, ladies and gentlemen. That is something a personal best for this podcast, Branson. I'll tell you what, they've been hanging around a lot longer than England have been hanging around in this second innings. They're just oh, they are getting absolutely pumped. 102 for seven as we speak. Let's see if... Who's going to finish first? Is it going to be England batting team or is it going to be us with the podcast? Well, England have been dropping wickets like it's going out of fashion, which is just fine by us. So, no, I mean, you know, we're not, we're, not, we're not bitter about that at all. But no. anyway, um, let's jump in because we've got a little bit of a short segment here because this is the catch-up round this weekend. So, obviously, games, you know, throughout the season can be called off for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Badges building mounds on the pitch. That'd be good. Yeah, um, dogs, as you said. Dog dogs attacks. Would be. Um, uh, someone accidentally tilling the wrong paddock in winter. Don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know. We'll put that. that in the bin. Brown will take over. Yeah, anything could happen here, uh, in particularly when Will talks about tilling. Anyway, yes. So, catch-up round, of course. Only one fixture this weekend, and... Ooh, it's a biggie. <laughs> Even, I mean, it's like the obligatory oh. match of the round because it's the only match in the oh, round. But it's but also it is actually like probably if there was a full round of fixtures, this would probably be match of the round. But it's also thinking about like if you had to pick a game to have as a standalone one-off, the, the number one would probably be Heidelberg Avondale. No, it'd be Avondale as, Melbourne Knights. Oh, Just really yeah. screwed not um, Avondale over again. But like, what a game to have flying solo in catch-up round. Like, imagine if the catch-up round was Altona Magic versus South Melbourne, and you look at that, you go, "Well, great." It's hard to get yeah. hard to get excited about for a one. No, but this so, one's this one's really big. So what we've got here is we've got Heidelberg who uh, want to finish first and obviously get you know. They're going to be deep in the finals, we know that. Oakley, who have just cemented themselves in the finals and are on fiery form. I think it's, what, 13 games unbeaten now? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely They are the informed team. And so, look, what they're going to do is they are going to come against a Heidelberg team that they could definitely get points from, and then the mental implication going into the finals for them. If they can beat what would be one of the big performers in finals in Heidelberg, mate, sky's the limit for that Oakley team. Branson... What do you think is going to be the outcome of this one? This is going to be extremely tough. I'm going to predict a 2-0 win to Heidelberg. Oh, you're going to say Heidelberg are the team to stop the Oakley juggernaut of success? When the going gets tough, Heidelberg step up. Oops, not so, one of the most uttered sayings of no, no, I reckon yeah. I, I just, I just reckon the table implications on this are huge. Heidelberg have not been an outright top at any stage this season. They could go outright top. Avondale are yet to fall out of first place this season, so it's just going to be anything other than a win for Heidelberg. Handles, oh sorry, handles hands that initiative back to Avondale. 
but it's just oh it, there's going to be a huge crowd there it's going to be a mega game I'm going to be there you're uncertain at this stage I have to babysit a golden retriever on yeah, Friday night and like sleep it alone for th- two and a half hours yeah but it's like mate it's a golden retriever <laughs> It's pretty cute. It's genuine. Like this would be this, this would be match of the season if match of the season wasn't actually the week after, which is really unfortunate. Or, or the round before where we had that ridiculous round of fixtures. Yeah, what well, this um, is. Oh, this is great. Look, you're right, and it's just around the corner from us, so we can do it. Maybe we should. Yeah, maybe I should. Maybe we can. Can I bring the dog? Probably not. Fucking hell. Probably probably can't do that <laughs> but i mean it would be awesome if you could but i'm just sort of thinking but no, probably not anyway um uh, what, what were your score predictions what, what are you tipping um i'm gonna go the inverse of yours i'm gonna say two nil to oakley oh. and i think it's gonna be a big like oakley literally saying a big we can take anyone like anyone um but we've got a full round of wmpl this weekend yep um barring any sort of uh postponements which i don't think there will be because the weather's starting to get a bit better Southern United will take on Calder. Um, let's see if Southern United can get their first win of the season. Uh, we've got Bayside versus Geelong Galaxy. South Melbourne versus Box Hill. Alamein versus FC Bulleen Lions. Senior NTC will be taking on Heidelberg. And, you know, that's just... You know, we're getting to the point end of the WNPL as well. But, look, I've got to say this entire... I'm, I'm glad that they've got an entire round devoted to that Heidelberg-Oakley game because that's going to be massive. Yeah, well, taking a look at... The WNPL, though, the tasty game is South Melbourne against Box Hill. We sort of talked about it before, that battle for, for fourth spot. And then, you know, Southern United, how many goals are they going to ship? But that'll be good. And then for that Oakley... oakley Harper game, I mean, it's just going to... So good that your voice just broke. It's it's going to be huge. It's just... Oh, it is. Oh, and do you know what's going to be huge? So much on the line. Um, we've had a huge episode this week. Uh, we're going to have huge episodes going forward. Thank you very much, everyone, for enduring two painful weeks of quality, both of <laughs> calibre of chat and audio recording quality. It's nice to be back on some more familiar ground. And ladies and gentlemen, I am at Chambershire. It's been an absolute pleasure. Branson, you're at Branson Gibson or you bet. at Gibbo36. Yeah, either or. Yep. Um, we'll take a picture of our excellent kits this week. Oh, yeah. Any of you who are heading out to the Melbourne Knights game, we will see you there. Yep. And the Heidelberg Oakley game. And the Heidelberg game. Big game for Vic- big week of Victorian football coming yes. up. Yes. Hit us up. We'd love to say hello. Lovely. Thanks very much, everyone, for joining us for episode 26 of Semi Pro Potty.